This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weirdly Magical Podcast with Jen and Lou. And I am Lou, a soul astrologer and best-selling author of The Complete Guide to Astrology, which is number one in all astrology books and everything in, on Amazon and modern astrology. And um, that's it for me for now, because <laughs> I'm still like, oh, my God, I'm number one. <laughs> anyway, go on, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. I'm Jen Duchenne of Akashic Swan Guidance, Akashic Mentor, Divination Teacher, Soul Guide, Author, Creator of the Illuminating Journey Cards, and I help my clients embody more of what they want. Oh, and my business, I'm Cosmic Owl Astrology is my business. <laughs> I don't know where I am today. Anyway, Jen, cards. let's do the cards first of all for this powerful Aries new moon. So this is the card for this new moon the seven soul portal seven and what's interesting about this card is the idea of um, being able to travel beyond the known so this card speaks of the idea of entering a higher spiritual realm a higher awareness letting go of things that you perhaps considered important in the picture in the picture there's like all kinds of things books in a bath and there's a pyramid and all of these things these are things that we give um, a lot of importance to and while they do have significance our attachment to them can often keep us stuck and so this card is about knowing those things don't leave they're always there and it's also to embody our wisdom, there's Athena, there's an owl in here somewhere, over there, up there. Oh, yes, I see it. So yeah. it's like opening the space inside of you to, to allow the galaxies, the world beyond, what's beyond the known, what's beyond the information you've gathered, the things that you've valued. There's so much more. You've reached a level, or we all have reached a level of of um, mastery if you will in how to be human and now it's kind of there's an exploding energy of entering a much higher awareness a much deeper connection to who we are to our um, sense of being mm. which is interesting that you use the word mastery <laughs> because i pulled the queen of wands which is the mastery of self-knowledge. She is the knower of the self. And this, uh, I love this card because it comes with a story, which I'm actually going to read from um, the wonderful Anjali Zarian's book. And it's very short, but um, her the story represents a woman who, before she knew who she was, had black hair and walked with a panther by her side. As she began to discover who she was, her hair turned brown and the panther changed to a leopard. When she fully realised who she was, 
and began to manifest who she was in the world with her pine cone wand, her hair turned fiery red. At this stage of self-knowledge, she pinched the growth marks of the leopard to prevent it from transforming into a beautiful lion to match her self-knowledge because she wanted a reminder of the dark places from whence she had come. And they're the spots on the leopard. So this myth represents the process of self-discovery and the splendour of awakening to the deepest essence of who we are. And that's the radiant crown at the top. And to my mind, it's so fitting for um, a, a new moon that is at 22 degrees, which is a, a number of mastery, if, am I correct? And um, an Aries, which is a fire sign and the, and the sign of the I am and the self. And obviously we're going to talk about the whole chart, but, you know, 22 degrees of Aries this is really about um, becoming, um, mastering who we are. And it reflects what uh, Jen's card said as well. So, yeah. Right. Very interesting. That whole idea of this kind of female figure uh, in this card too, you know, it's kind of a similar idea, a female on the staircase kind of in the... Um, uh, Athena bringing her wisdom. Mm. Yeah, and I do like the uh, the story about just remembering where you came from as well. Then. <laughs> right. Well, I think the key here is transformation. Is about we when we transform, we still maintain parts of who we are. We're not losing, and I think that's what this card the this card is saying. You're not losing the things you're leaving so-called leaving behind yeah. you are um embodying them in a different way. <laughs> yeah. they're just becoming um integrated in your system and so that helps you to move with greater ease into greater mastery yeah yeah wonderful so i mentioned it briefly that we're talking today about the aries new moon um, we're actually recording this on the day, Freya's day, Venus day, on the day of the Venus star point at five degrees, 50 minutes of Aries. So more Aries. And we'll probably refer back to that as well. Um, also on this day, Mars, the ruler of Aries, as we record this is, well, I think he's just the north node of fate um, at the point of the Venus star point from last year, June the 3rd. But the new moon will be on April the 12th, 2021 um, at 3.30 a.m. Universal Time, London Time. So it'll be on the 11th for some of us here in um, um, the West. And it's at 22 degrees, 24 minutes of Aries. It's conjunct Aries, which will be at 24 degrees, just 24 degrees of Aries. And also conjunct Venus at 26 degrees of Aries. Um, the new moon um, cluster, if you like, of 22, 24 and 26 degrees of Aries will be in square to Pluto at 26 degrees Capricorn. But the new moon is also exactly square the point where Saturn, Pluto, Ceres, the Sun and Mercury all met last year at January the 12th, 2020, um, the point of um, 
22 degrees Capricorn that kind of kicked off the, the chaos of 2020, really, to put it mildly. Um, the new moon cluster, I'm going to call it, is also sextile to Mars at 23 degrees of Gemini. And Mars is exactly opposing the point of um, a new moon total eclipse that was on December the 14th, uh, 2020. So there's a lot of echoes from last year, um, a lot of kind of completion or, you know, bringing up the issues that came that came from last year. Um, the, the new moon is also in trine to Juno in Sagittarius at 24 degrees and sextile Jupiter at 25 degrees Aquarius. So it's quite a busy um, new moon in terms of aspects. One thing um, I do want to mention as well that we'll also look at is that Pallas Athena and asteroid Lilith in Pisces are square to the lunar nodes um, in Sagittarius and Gemini. So we'll talk to that as well and talk about uh, what that means. So Jen, the numbers. So fascinating, just looking at the chart and seeing all this energy like bubbling up and thinking about it's the Aries new moon that begins the new cycle or the spring cycle, etc. Uh, so this bursting forth of energy, it just feels like there's this explosion of energy. So it's very exciting. So yes, the numbers, having it on the 12th. So of course, the 12th is uh, a three. And that is significant because the 12 and the three are numbers about learning. It's about the emotional aspect of learning or embodying what is true for us. What are we willing to do and become or experience? So it, it awakens within us the desire to actually do things and not just talk about them. So bringing into reality the things we desire through play, through joy, um, and then, you know, there is that side of it that makes us want to say, well, it's somebody else has to do it or someone else's fault or I'm waiting to be invited. And again, that's up to us. This is an invitation. This new moon is definitely an invitation to step up as we talked about the mastery aspect. So we have the three and then the April is a nine universal month. So we do have that nine, which is about completion. It is also about expanding our emotional experience on earth to embody greater emotion, to step into love in a much deeper way. So this uh, explosion of energy is really inviting us to get real with our desire for love. And what does that look like? Like, if we're looking for love, then we need to be able to experience and express it to others and be truthful around it. So that's really the energies of the numbers with the, the 12 and the 9. Looking at the 22, so the 22 is a master number, as Lou mentioned. It's a kind of gateway. So for those of us who are in the um, numbers where it's going to appear on the 11th, there's that 11 and 22, so duplication of mastery, so an extra push to master or step through an energy. But again, through play, that we will design and create something new. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's 
a point of no return. We've talked about this a few times. Really, this is this is the moment to declare and go forward, like take action, not just, I don't know what I want, but start getting clear, start playing around with what's important so that you can, and start expressing it because we actually learn by doing, by speaking. Like that's what this uh, moon is about, the fiery energy of taking these ideas of yes, setting boundaries, stepping through and starting to lay a new foundation. And you know, it is um, Aries and conjunct Venus and also um, Eris. I'm going to say it's a lot about looking at um, our place as an individual in the world and also about how we uh, love ourselves. So it's not just about with with Venus still being um, only four degrees away from from the new moon. Venus is still not visible. Venus is still behind the sun from our uh, perspective and still will be for quite some time. And she is still in that underworld journey of saying it's important to fill our own cup up first. And Eris is there kind of saying, you know, to to um, Eris was the out unheard, the outsider deemed too ugly, deemed too um, um, unpleasant to be invited to the party, if you like. And she's sandwiched right between that new moon and Venus on this chart as if to say, love those kind of ugly parts of yourself, those spots on that leopard, if you like, you know, that they're still going to be there. And it's loving every bit of you and and coming into that place of self-acceptance and that the more you can accept yourself in the world, the more you and the more you can master that self-knowledge and self-awareness then uh, the more able you are to be in healthy relationships with other people at the opposite point in Libra, which Venus rules, of course, uh, which is the opposite sign to Aries. So, you know, we're not able to be in healthy relationships unless we are healthy ourselves. And, um, And this new moon and the Venus star point where we're recording that, all of this month really um, leading up from... What date are we recording this? I have no idea what date it is. 26th. March the 26th. (laughs) From this time, from this Venus star point, really, um, right through this new moon, we are really working on self-love. You know, I know my members in my Venus enchantment um, membership are going, oh, you're harping on about the self-love again. I keep asking them for lists of what what they're doing for self-care and self-love so that they can (laughs) fill their own cups up and they're going, I I can't do it all for me. I'm going, yes, you can. Go on. (laughs) Write your list. Uh, They're absolutely sick of me um, saying it. But then as well, we are, um, you know, this new moon as well is um, in a sextile aspect to Mars in Gemini. And and Mars rules Aries and, and Gemini is um, esoterically ruled by Venus in in esoteric astrology. And and so we've got more Venus influence where Mars is as well. And and he's bringing in the energy of that eclipse that was on December the 14th at uh, 23 Sagittarius, the opposite point. And he is the first planet to break free of the confinement of the draconic bowl that Jen and I have talked about in in several 
um, podcasts. He is breaking free of the draconic bowl today, March the 26th, as we record. And he's kind of, and he's also out of bounds. So Mars is acting out of character. And Gemini is um, in the tarot, is the lovers. That is about our relationships as well. So this is very much, all of this, to my mind, is about who we are in relationship with others and bringing in this conscious community, conscious connection. So I'm not just talking about your marriage relationships. I'm talking about the greater relationship with the community of humanity, if you like. We're really being asked to, you know, find out who we truly are, what our values are in connection with the rest of the world and how we are going to navigate after the tremendous polarity and changes that we've got going on caused by all the upheaval of the last year or so. Um, so I'll probably talk more about that as we move forward. But Right. So I think what's to me is interesting or what I'm hearing uh, in terms of the whole Venus aspect as well and the fact that this is, we have the three, the nine, you know, the three for the day, the 12, the nine for the month, and then that makes another 12, so another three, the energies of the day uh, with the four. Uh, it's very much about experiencing or experimenting with our feelings. So mm. a lot of us have been locked off from who we are or what, what we feel, what we know, and what makes it easier to step into those places is to find the the energy of curiosity the energy of willingness to test different things to say things maybe we've never said before and what's going to happen if you think about venus being in that place of still being in the underground where she's still dealing with her unconscious aspects that's all of us. We're dealing with the unconscious fears and uh, terror we have around exposing ourselves, exposing ourselves for who we are. So whatever that means to us, that there is uh, the struggle, the struggle between the conscious and the unconscious, which has long been the story of our um, coming into being, into awareness is that we make conscious choices, but we don't deal with the unconscious. And so we become very much like puppets. And this time is a time to face the unconscious, the things that we fear and to hold compassion for it and be okay that you know we're imperfect as humans because that's what humans are. Just That's just the nature of life is that perfection is actually being who you are and choosing something different if you don't like, about, like it but being uh, instead of rejecting it so we move away from that harsh judgment into a more gentle experience like this is who I am you know it's not so much screw you I don't care about what you think but in a way it is because it's a way of extracting ourselves from all of these patterns we've been trapped under I think it's so interesting that star point is that was is today i don't know if we say it was at five five point what is it five degrees 50 minutes so five degrees 50 fives, which is the number of venus anyway so <laughs> right but two fives and we're in a five year and uh, mars is well certainly for this um 
new moon at 23 a lot of fives this is about breaking free from old rigidity i think to the cards we pulled and all of this energy the fire that is in our bellies that's in our hearts that's in our minds to break free this is the Aries energy of i have been trapped and i'm gonna break free so whatever we've been trapped under our illusions and our um our needing to behave a certain way so we would be acceptable and accept, you know, accepting, like just kind of making a rigid part of ourselves that makes no sense, but we've done it to survive. And so with this transformation, with this movement and change, with this 22 that allows us to design the energy we want to go forward with, what? how do we want to live? We won't necessarily be able to control everything that happens to us, but we can control how we think about it, what we're telling ourselves. If we're telling ourselves we're a bad person, then it may make us not want to do these things. And if we say, well, I feel good, it's okay. I want to enjoy myself. I want to experience this. I want to express myself. I want to experiment. Then we're shifting into a much more open space. But the fact uh, as well, not but, but and <laughs> the fact that Mars is in Gemini at that 23 degree mark and Mars is opposing Juno in Sagittarius. We've, we've really, um, I think over the past, you know, however many months it's been now, 15 um, or so months, we're really being asked to um, examine our place in our community relationships and in in relationship to all that is other and that's very venus as well and so mars is out of bounds at that 23 degree mark um saying let's take action differently to the old ways and juno is at 24 sagittarius over there opposing mars our sacred marriage asteroid um in this respect i think it's our our sacred marriage to everything that is other you know she's kind of the flower of venus she she looks like the venus symbol but a flower and and saying you know oh, we've got to re-examine our relationships all of them and how we are in our relationships and how we behave in our relationships and how we respect others or disrespect others there's a lot to think about which is gemini where mars is and with Mars being out of bounds, it's really about thinking differently about everything than we came from before all this big transformation that we're going through. Mm. And also Venus um, is in a, almost an exact square to Pluto. And, you know, Venus has um, the energy of Neptune. A lot of people just say she's the uh, Neptune is the higher um, octave of Venus but I think also I think that's true because she is love but I think she's very complex she's also earthly desires and manifestation and in that respect I think she is she and Pluto are of the same kind of octaves or note rather and and this exact square between Venus in Aries my desires my passions Pluto in Capricorn, um, kind of unearthing the um, the desires of the structures that we live by, all the structures, not just our governments. This is everything, how we structure our lives is really asking us because it's a square. 
is asking us to really dig deep into um, what our desires are now. Have we got clearer? Have they changed? Mine have changed over the last 15, 16 months of the pandemic and all that it's gone with. Things have shifted for me greatly and I'm sure for everybody, if they haven't, then maybe you need to sit there and go for a walk and think about maybe maybe they have changed a little bit, you know, because the universe, I think, is um, asking us to dig deep into what are our core desires from now. Right. And I think, too, the whole point of, of, of Mars being ahead of the game right now into Gemini at that 23, which has been so significant about having courage, uh, following your intuition, truly expanding into unknown territory. Mm -hmm. This is virgin territory. This is territory we have not explored. And so to my mind, the, uh, the whole thing about Mars leading the pack is not just thought, but action, because Mars is about action. And it's about our libido. It's about how we are presenting ourselves in the world. So that whole idea, and when we think about Venus being in the underworld and that connection between Venus and Pluto, just because of their meeting in the underworld, right? The darker side of ourselves or the side of ourselves that we want to pretend isn't there or smooth it over so that it will be accepted is all under the microscope. And this is part of this opportunity of Gemini or Mars in Gemini to now question and go, like, be curious. Like, it's this isn't like you're, you're being held under spotlight, you know, with tied to a chair. <laughs> Although it could be like that song that I love, Leonard Cohen, he has that in his, what was that song? It's just there's, to me, that's like very much this energy. Anyway, I might think of the name, but <laughs> the point is that you get to be playful and and think about the characters of Venus and Pluto if they were in this kind of battle of becoming one. Uh, what would happen to the dark and light if you could have fun with it if you could really want to experience and experiment with life not focusing on oh somebody said something about me therefore I'm a bad person or I got to get back at them they're just like very curious and open like relaxed about what people say about you because maybe there is a nugget of truth in there and maybe it's worth thinking about like oh that's interesting. Tell me more about that. When do I do this? We don't see ourselves the way other people see us. So it's really helpful when people are giving us messages, even if it's delivered in an unpleasant way. Uh, so we get to go, oh, is this something useful to me? Let me ask more questions. Or is this something that is something to do with them and nothing to do with me? And oh, okay, I'm just going to kind of go on with my day. Mm -hmm. uh, but the realization that we can open the door to so much that has been shut to us because it's our perceptions that create our reality. So mm -hmm. if we can change our perceptions or, you know, have a spring cleaning in there and go, oh, oh, I just realized I do that thing. Or I have this crazy thought that I've been carrying around for 50 years and I don't need it anymore because it's not true. Then wait we can move so much faster 
-hmm. when we're not trying to convince people we're okay or convince ourselves we're okay yeah you know yeah i can personally attest to that (laughs) in the lead up to this (laughs) gemini today crossing that north node because as Jen said, yeah, that is uncharted ter- territory. You know, he's escaped the confines, as I said, of this very concentrated draconic ball, which has been a big pool of transformation and change. And and Mars, Mars in Gemini, Gemini is such a useful sign. This is new. This is new ways of thinking, new ways of acting, new ways of acting with other people in community because Gemini is very much about the community um the local community particularly but also in this modern day it's you know uh, the um message message boards and things like that because uh, Gemini is the messenger and um I was going to say something else I can't remember what um I did want to say as well that uh, the fact that the nodes are at 11 degrees now on the by the time we get to this new moon on April the 11th 12th depending where you are the nodes will have moved back to 11 degrees Sagittarius and Gemini and that will be about to enter the last part of their journey in these signs and uh, Pallas Athena and asteroid Lilith, which is the a very original female that was made equally from the same dust as Adam and then cast out. But this is before she was cast out. Are there squaring the nodes? Pallas Athena, the warrior goddess, um, Lilith, the um, original female over in Pisces, the sign of the cosmic soup or the sign most connected with uh, myth and mystery and the muse and creativity are squaring the nodes as if to say, which means they are a pivot point towards the north node in Gemini. A lot of this is saying that the whatever, I'm trying to find a better expression that works for me, but I'm going to say the goddess energy is just rising up to be equal in that Gemini energy. The goddess energy over and over is taking its place. We're not shifting into a matriarchy. We're not shift going to stay in a patriarchy. We all get this. There's got to be another word. What's another word for <laughs> um, <laughs> another? Well, <energy. laughs> is, is there a well? It's it's more of the. Um you know, equilibrium or oneness type of thing. I don't know if there's an archie word for it, but um, it's... I think we need a new word. I decided, yeah. I was walking one day and was like, we, we need a new word. Because the it's... equivalent archie. Equivalent archie? No, that's not <laughs> hard to say, but... It's not a hierarchy, it's not a patriarchy, it's not a matriarchy, but over and over these goddess energies are just really stepping into saying it's time. It's time to shift time to change yeah. right maybe it's a free archie yeah could be <laughs> uh, yes i totally agree that this is such an important point because with the oppression of uh, freedom or the rigidity that's happened since monotheism really took shape in our world 
and this need to conform because there was this terrible God, you know, monotheism, one God. So we have a few different major religions that all have one God and there's similar things and they all take stories from the past. They're all the same stories. However, when you have this rigid system that says there's only one doorway, mm-hmm. come through my doorway. And by the way, this great being, this God who, who decides your fate is a cruel, unforgiving God. And so you are not safe. Mm-hmm. It creates incredible amount of terror. So as we move away from monotheism in the way we have this idea that we need a gatekeeper to get to God, and instead we can find ways to be spiritual in whatever way we are being spiritual. So being spiritual is connecting to the earth. It is understanding and listening to the rhythms and energies of what's happening around you. It's trusting yourself, but also asking questions. It's not just like, okay, this is true. And I I never have to ask a question. That's the importance and the intelligence of what these god or goddess energies bring us that's what's in the stories is this ability to truly truly hone our own uh, capability on earth of being a human with a spiritual uh, approach and many doorways but which doorway will we take which path will we take so the difference between the monotheism of spirituality or anything else is that there's only one doorway mm-hmm. and there's all these things we have to do. When you think of many doorways, then the choice is up to you, but you have to choose. You have to take action. You have to align to something that's true. You can't just wobble around or follow the flow without knowing what is true for you. And that's what, to me, is what the goddess energy or uh, godly energy whatever we want to call it these massive energies are teaching us and showing us that it is about taking a stand and moving towards that like we're always going to be in change like today we're going to decide something like I'm not going to put up with something or I want to express myself in a different way and I'm going to experiment and I think the more we open up to how much good we can have and experience by being willing to accept that we are you know have a greater ability to reach this then the easier it becomes to keep reiterating or calibrating to who we are and finding our own doorway into spirit Mm, to to my mind you know this really the square to lilith and or from um asteroid lilith and palace athena to the nodes which is also pretty much bringing in vesta in virgo a focus devotion commitment that we've talked about before is all about direct experience of whatever the divine is or intuition or the muse or the mystery or nature, whatever you want to call it. You know, this is about integrating and and seeing or feeling all the faces of whatever the divine is. Because we, we you know, basically it's man that has decided that um, that God is this one male figure because who knows what God is, you know, <laughs> if, you know, <laughs> to my mind, to my mind, it's just this big nebulous, unknow- unknowable, ineffable energy 
that um, is is nothing like us. <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it seems I always find it so hilarious that people can think that uh, there's some guy who who looks like us sitting in a chair deciding like yoga 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 <laughs> <laughs> sense because then we can go that's why we always have these questions like why is it that somebody who seems so awful in you know to us is like very wealthy or very powerful because like then if this guy up there is pointing fingers then what's up with his program it doesn't work properly you know it's like broken right his picker what do they call it his picker's broken it's like oh you're you're good, you're bad, but like, no, that doesn't make any sense. If you're telling us we have to behave a certain way in order to get these rewards mm -hmm. and, you know, breaking away from all of that is, this is what this sense of equivalency is mm -hmm. that we get to decide if we are equal to others. Yeah. Uh, but isn't more than, more special than, better than, but just equal. If we just think about, well, I'm equal to everyone else. Maybe I don't want the same things that other people have, but I want to express myself. So what do I need to do to do that? Mm -hmm. What do I need to do to have a different experience if it's up to me? If I am kind of the sort of God of my own experience, right? Because that's what this is all about. And as the female energies move into placement with greater you know it they're showing us like they're just like taking their place and they're just taking their place and that's what they're doing they're taking their place like they're just not it, there's nothing to argue about when you just show up kind of like ruth bader ginsburg that's what she did right she knew and understood that in order to make change you have to be able to communicate with people you may not agree with in a way that they could hear you. And so it's just like you just keep showing up and you keep showing up as you and you keep putting out your boundaries and you keep asking questions in very um, non-threatening ways to change what's happening. And you keep moving forward for something. I think that's, I think that's probably the message of this out-of-bound Mars leading the way into the empty space of the other side of the chart after passing the north node that it's stop fighting against i mean if we think about you know our society the way it's been people fighting the the get the war against drugs people fighting against mask wearing people fighting against this and against that has it actually really achieved anything I don't know if it... Well, what it does is it slows us, <laughs> right? It slows us all down, right? Yeah. It makes us think we're doing something and it gives us a reason to keep going, but it's an illusion, right? It's an illusion that fighting against something is useful yeah. because it takes a lot more energy to fight against than to, to stand up for, right? And there's a different... There's a whole different energy when you think about fighting. Why do we need to be in battle with our lives when this is about learning to express ourselves? It's not a battle. It's just this is what we're doing. We're just going to show up and we're just going to do it. And when we have an experience, then we decide if we want more of it or less of it, if it needs some kind of adaption. And that's the proof. Like here we have these um, different elements 
Eris and Lilith and all of them that have been rejected and put to the side as they come forward they're not coming forward to teach us a lesson or to punish us they're coming forward in generosity and going this is the way you do it I'm going to show you how we you do it and here's an opening and this to me is also the kind of the the bright side of the Aquarian age is that we lead and follow by example but who are we following and leading and that's like we we need to follow people that are genuine and that speak to us and that are not putting themselves on pedestals so we can't tell them what isn't working etc you know yeah i mean you know i kind of, i think we do need people out there kind of leading but i don't know if we're following anybody anymore i think we're kind of like giving them permission to do that part of the job kind of thing. <laughs> I think I think more and more these energies are moving us away from this um this idolatry that we've our, our society has taken us to and well yeah maybe yeah. you you know when I say the word follow I don't mean as a follower like a dedicated but lots of people want instruction and all of us don't know everything so we can you know create everything ourselves from scratch or we can quote unquote follow somebody and get guidance and then when we feel like we know what we know we then go off on our own path so we're not tied to them forever it's just choosing a guide yeah oh i i knew i kind of knew what you meant i just it just <laughs> it just led me down to thought that we we are moving away from that you oh, giving our power away following kind of thing we're moving this you know yes people we can't do everything as jen said so we have to give we have to you know give people that part of the job and give people that part of the job and elect somebody to that role and things like that there there are have to be roles to live in a coherent society but if they don't do the job well, then we have to say, no, that doesn't work for me anymore. I'm going to, you know, let's give somebody else that job or um, part of that. But I think we are moving away from this, you know, uh, you know, the the following of um, of celebrity, thinking that they're so way up there and thinking that, um, you know, the president or the royalty are anywhere even special that they're kind of got these god-given special traits that um that uh we've we've thought of them having before mm -hmm. i just see it all really shifting to as 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 this yin and yang comes more into balance we're seeing them for the flawed human beings they are and that's and that's okay we can still accept them you know doing that role for a while but think well you know you're just as flawed as as i am we're all just human and nobody is any more special than anybody else so that's right no good point and i think also the beauty of social media is that it's allowed us and a lot of the kind of more say successful if that's the right word or more uh, uh kind of viral 
That's so funny, funny that word viral. Anyway, more viral is people that are being real. Like what we look at and admire is when people are being real. What turns us off is often people faking it. Yes, sometimes it's great. Like in social media, you've got all these people who show pictures of just them doing just amazing. You know, they have this, I'm doing this and my body's amazing and my life's amazing. And it's, you know, it's a moment in time. But, you know, that imagery that was so important before because it it kind of forced us to kind of punish ourselves over and over is less interesting now just because who cares like there's a million people doing that yes but it's like I don't care about that I want to experience and experiment with life so my thing is and I feel this is true for many uh, you know of, of course each person will do it in their own unique way is that we're here to have an experience so we can have a shitty experience we can have an amazing experience we can have something in between it doesn't actually matter but what matters is how keen are we are we like that mars like just shooting out of there going i got what i need and i'm running with it again i talked about last time the relay race and that's again what i'm getting from the record keepers is it's a relay race we're right we're taking this journey together and we're depending on each other but we also have to take our part like those people who aren't working for us or those situations are not going to just resolve themselves while we stand there complaining about it we actually have to go you know I don't like it when you do this or this isn't working or I want something different I'm going to go grab it and I'm going to do it and I'm going to take what it comes with it and I'm going to be responsible for my part i'm going to be mature about it as opposed to waiting for someone to fix something waiting for somebody else i think that's the difference it's safer or it has been safer to battle against something or find fault with something and i'm not saying we should say everything's perfect but that right but that staying in that kind of zone where i'm kind of a helpless human and i can't do anything my hands are tied that's the old paradigm and that was what we were encouraged and now it's like yeah now we have to do something different yeah and I certainly feel it as a south node in Aries person in the third house (laughs) I've spent most of my life battling against things and and just because of my nature and I've I've really felt the paradigm shift within me you know this this is is just shifted and changed um, you know, I'm no longer battling against the world all the time. And so I hope a lot of other people are feeling it as well, because um, that's what we're being asked to do, to to just fight for things and fight for our place. As Jen said, you know, like Ruth Bader Ginsburg did. She didn't fight against everybody all the time, but she got her way a lot of the time. <laughs> well, I think we have to take that equation to me, even using the word fight makes it sound like it's oh. a battle. And um, I know you didn't mean that, but yeah. and it is. I have seen you change. I've changed too. So I think it's amazing we can change. That even when we say that a leopard never changes its spots, that's not true, right? Yeah. We can change. It's quite possible. We just have to want it. We have to want something different. We have to put more energy into our experience than our hurt feelings. Um, you know, we can say, I don't know what to do. And then we can find out, we can Google it, we can go on YouTube, we can ask somebody, we can, uh, we can sit down and, and practice, 
right? There are so many ways we can change. We can have a conversation. This is the key is when we don't have a conversation and we don't know what the other person is thinking. We've lived for so long on assumptions, mm-hmm. but we don't really know what the other person is thinking. Let's get together. Let's have a discussion. Let's see what's possible. If they move a little and you move a little, things start to open and change. Mm. So that's really important. You know, we have all of these, what did you call it? Cluster of planets yes. in Aries that are kind of opening the space. And I find it interesting. We have Chiron, Mercury, Venus, Ceres, Eris. That's a lot of energy about healing and kind of, you know, a great group of kind of people getting together and going, you know what? We've all got different talents. We all have kind of the same idea, but we can't all do the same thing. Some are more involved in healing. Others are more involved in the conversation. Let's open up the channel of communication. Let's bring in, you know, what about the, you know, the children? What about the parents? What about our harvest? All of these things we start looking at. What about our values? This is such a key thing here is what do we value enough to stand up for? What do we value enough to focus on and run with? Uh, Which is such a key part of Venus is the value aspect. Do we value ourselves enough to give ourselves a kick in the bum and go up? right and of course and, of course venus is heading quickly towards taurus which is her own sign that she um is one of the signs that she rules and then to a conjunction with uranus and then as she reappears as the evening star which is the the goddess of more the goddess of love more than the goddess of action and outer um energy um she is going to reappear in our night skies um, or our evening sky um, in her own sign. And and that's all about the values. So we're coming from the Aries about who are we and what are our personal values about who we are in the world to then what are our values like materially. Um, So, and, and everything's moving towards that North Node as well. They're moving towards each other. Mars, He's passed it as we speak just today, this morning. And um, and then Venus is moving towards the North Node. Or they're moving towards each other. Then the North Node is going to go into Taurus. Our changed values system. And that means how we value ourselves as well. It's not just how we value our, everything else. Is going to be a big feature for the next uh, probably two years, um, I think, as the nodes move towards that. So, right, and getting more comfortable with the idea of who we are. I think the whole value thing is you know, it's we live our values, so we often say things like, Oh, I value this and that, but we don't do it. That means it's not a value of ours, and that's not a judgment, it's just being honest. Like, one of the things about this movement now as we move into Taurus uh, in the next well we still have quite a number of months but as we move in there towards the end of the year but this is what we're preparing for how do you live in truth with love which means how do you live 
through your heart? How do you make choices? Not because you're mad because somebody is doing something you don't like, but because you can see that they have the right to have an opinion and they have a value that they care about. And so how do you find that place where you can plant things and grow things and still honor values, different values? So much of what's being created as strife has been around our uh, argument about like, you're wrong, I'm right. But instead, we need to look at the value. Why are you valuing? Why are you fighting for that? Because it's something you value. So where is the common thread in value? Because there are so many values and not all, we, don't all, we don't all give each value the same value. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's, like, it's, it's like weaving a quilt. Mm. You know, different people are bringing different values, different skills, different understanding. And so when we can open up our eyes, open our heart and go, oh, that is an important value. It's not important to me, but it's important to the greater world or my community. But the most important value, I will say, is how you, your self-worth, your self-esteem, how you value you as an individual before and you really are unable to really um, respect others values unless you are strong in your own core values and um, there's a great phrase that keeps coming to my mind from a book an audio book I've been listening to about seeing with the eye of the heart that's really what the this Venus and um, in the the eye of the the sun, which is our core, our ego, is about. It's about bringing, dropping down into the heart and seeing both yourself and the world with the eye of the heart. It's, it's a very different way of looking at the world, which is the North Node in Gemini is about changing how you look at things. So, <laughs> Right. And it is, you know, this is the whole point is when we expand the heart, then we understand that even if we don't agree with it, it has value to someone. But I agree. Our first and most important value or, or job, if you want to think of it as a job, is to value who we are so we can contribute, not be fixated. When we don't value ourselves, we are fixated on what other people are doing to us, what's happening around us, what isn't fair. When we value ourselves, then we can be a lot more generous to others because we're being generous to ourselves and we're not spending a lot of time worrying about or comparing ourselves. So that's the power of compassion and value. And it's interesting because I mentioned that this is a nine, April is a nine month. So it is about stepping into the compassion, compassion and love, you know, sister and brotherly love and, Mm -hmm. and understanding and also compassion and love for yourself, forgiveness. It's like, yeah, maybe I didn't do all the right things, but I still love and value myself and I'm willing to risk. And we have the threes, the different three threes that also, that's the self-love. That's the energy of loving the self. The nine is the energy of being in community with love with others. What does love look like if I value myself and I love myself and I love being human and I love being here? then what values do I want to put out into the world? Like, how do I want to treat other people? How do I want to be treated? And 
one aspect I didn't mention yet, or I did at the start, is uh, the aspect to Jupiter and Aquarius. Even there at 20, 25 degrees Aquarius, aspecting the new moon. Um, he's He's kind of giving us this big opportunity to move more into this more um, uh, balance of yin yang this wave of connectedness conscious connection with all that is um so you know the universe i always think the universe and the the planets and the numbers and everything they they're inviting us to participate in creating you know something really wonderful but we don't always take it <laughs> right right what yeah. is utopia this is it or any of those things the words we have philosopher's stone what are all these things they're all about balancing mm. uh, the conscious and the unconscious what we call the light and dark Mm-hmm. and finding a way to be uh, okay with our growth like we know we're growing but let's go towards it with an open heart instead of feeling like oh I'm being criticized something's it's not working out I didn't get what I want okay I better call back in my hole because I'm a bad person uh, so breaking away from that because it really stops our movement when we're so in focused in a way that is not healthy that obsession with ourselves and what's wrong with us often stops us from taking risk. And I think it's interesting, both Chiron and Uranus have a nine here in, you know, so clearly there is an energy there that is allowing us to express ourselves because part of being in compassion with ourselves in the world or open heart, whatever words work for you, being in gratitude, etc., is feeling comfortable enough to express whoever you are and not worrying about somebody saying you're too loud, you're too soft, you're too this, you're not enough, you're blah, blah, blah. And that's like, yeah, that's somebody's opinion and that's okay, right? But if you're worrying or in that space, it's hard to really step out. So how can you step out? You can always adjust. It's just like having the radio on too loud and you go, oh, the radio is too loud. I'll turn it down. I keep thinking about Goldilocks that um, and the three bears. That's the story that the record keepers are <laughs> keep showing me is this idea of Goldilocks going to a place that wasn't hers. She wandered in. And we could say this is us in our lives. We wander into a world. We are born into something. We find ourselves in somewhere. And so we're going, well, there's no one here. Let me try the beds. Let me try the porridge. And then people coming back and saying, what are you doing? Get out. But, you know, you find the perfect thing for you. Like she, the one was too big. The one was too small, but the one was just right. And how powerful is it to find what is just right for you? And then, you know, if something happens and the bears come back and say, get out of our house, you now know what's just right to kind of carry on going like, no, this is just right for me. I'm going to keep going on this way and keep experimenting. Mm. Yep. So are we done with the chart? Should we move on to our symbols? We're about at an hour. So uh... yeah, let's do that. Okay. I'm going to read my symbol first. So we go to Aries 23 and I love this symbol. I've it, it just kind of sums up a lot of what we've been talking about. 
So it's a bottle labelled Drink Me from one of my favourite books, books, of course, Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) The force of events sweeps away who we thought we were and plunges us to a deeper place beyond the known. The sheer immediacy, the sudden clarity shifts mountains of intent into a different octave altogether. Being taken by storm is the most direct path from here to there. And when cosmic worlds are urgently coming through, the only smart thing to it, smart thing is to step aside and make a huge amount of room for unexpected guests at events you could never have arranged in your wildest dreams. Mm. And the unexpected guests, I kind of don't think of as people. I kind of <laughs> guess as parts of you that are coming back in, kind of. Oh, right. Or experiences that awaken yeah. that. Absolutely. Experiences, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that speaks very much to what we were talking about, I think. So, um, 23 Aries in the Sabian symbol, a pregnant woman in light summer dress, and the keynote is fecundity. So it talks about masculine aggressiveness and females' desire for fulfillment are integrated and realized in the expected child. This threefold sequence is operating at several levels. The child can take various emotional and cultural forms. The basic meaning remains the same. Summer is the period of fruition. And the male at the receptive female level, or when you're starting to integrate, reaps the fruits of this dynamic activity and suggests inner fulfillment. I mean, to me, it, it it kind of speaks a lot about birthing this more balanced self between the um, inner male and female energies within us. That's kind of what right. it means to me. Yeah, I agree. It's just suggesting the kind of the thing that we might have thought of as the aggressor, but that's the part that pulls us forward and takes action. And then the yeah, part. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. And the part that allows, those are parts we need and the parts that allow us to be in stillness and in play and receiving mm. when we combine them and create the third, mm. the child, that's the kind of middle path between the two, the using both in a much more balanced way. So. Rudyard's language, some of Rudyard's language is seeming very patriarchal these days. <laughs> really needs to be uh, shifted but yeah yeah, but the point is there are the two parts of us yeah and uh we tend they use phrasing that is familiar so if we think about male and female in that way but really thinking about it it's the initiator and the intuitor that work together to create a fullness uh, an embodiment that is in balance I read, I read, I'm still searching for two new terms and um, and there was a begetter and a begetteress that, that I heard. I kind of liked that one because, <laughs> I don't know, it was just uh, from another book I was listening to. It's something that plays in my mind all the time. 
because uh, the terms masculine and feminine have become so loaded and so full of uh, meaning in in our world that uh, they, they become quite difficult to use sometimes. Because... Right. Well, yeah, I get what you're saying. I also think that's part of our journey is to uh, release the energy around the words mm. um, because that's the bigger picture. There's always going to be energy around words. So um, we get to change the energy around words. Yeah, that's what I mean. Change it, release it, change it. Just decide it means something different. Just because some people have an issue around it doesn't mean that, you know, I think we have to, we can get over cautious around all these things Mm -hmm. and uh, get ourselves in knots around it. But of course you will do whatever feels good. I think forget baguette is good but baguettress is more like just another extension of baguette and it's not the same right it's a different thing it so, wasn't in the book it no it uh it worked in the book i was listening to uh right it just that's just what i think that you know that why do they need to be a, like it's like saying like adam and eve right that eve is an extension of adam as opposed to an individual energy so it should be two separate words not mm. You know, even I guess woman and man, there's man and woman. That's bullshit, right? It should be two separate words. Mm. But maybe they're just two halves of the whole in the divine. So, well, that will be a conversation for another day. It will. So, Jen, how can people find you? So they can find me on my website, jenduchen.com, J-E-N-D-U-C-H-E-N-E. The Illuminating Journey cards are for sale there. I also have classes. I teach classes in Kashik Records and more and how to work with the Illuminating Journey cards. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I have a group on Facebook, the Akashic Swan Guidance. And yep. Oh, and on YouTube. I have a Kashuk Swan guidance on YouTube and I do weekly videos. Awesome. And my website is louiseeddington.com, L-O-U-I-S-E-E-D-I-N-G-T-O-N. <laughs> and my business uh, name is Cosmic Owl Astrology. And you, uh, you can find me on Facebook under that, on Instagram under that. And I have a Facebook group, Cosmic Owl Astrology Cafe. Um, I also, I have a membership group called the Venus Enchantment Community that officially launched this week. That's a whole different shift for me. Well, a deepening, really. Um, Working with the Venus cycles over time. Um, So there's a membership available for that. My books are available on my website or on Amazon. So the Complete Guide to Astrology. Uh, number one (laughs) and modern astrology and I also do consultations and they're also available on my website oh and I have not done any advertising for our swow swag (laughs) (laughs) so we have swag um I will post the link to that on our Facebook page weirdly magical Facebook page we also have a patreon patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical uh, to support the podcast and um, and we have all kinds of swag. We have t- uh, long sleeve t-shirts, sweatshirts, sleeveless, short sleeves, whatever you want, whatever you like. 
big print on the front, big print on the back. <laughs> uh, there's mugs. There's uh, it's so much fun creating all those things. So um, check out the swag and go and be uh, weirdly magical out in the world. And for now, it's uh, goodbye from Lou. Goodbye from Jen. <laughs> <laughs>